Okay, everybody stand by here. About to go live here on all links. As soon as I get my banners set up there, we can go live here on Sportscope. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sportscope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this first day of March, which means we're in the month of springtime uh, 2022. I cannot wait. It's been a very rough winter. Uh, looks like Major League Baseball is going to be late starting. I noticed that this afternoon there's going to be games delayed and games missed. Nobody's even talked about it uh, up until now that there's actually going to be games missed. Uh, Kyler Murray, like I said last week's program, he wants an extension. Give him my opinions on that. Bruce Arians, uh, they've got retirements left and right. What are the Tampa Bay Bucks going to do? I'll give you my opinion. I think they're leaning towards trying to get Deshaun Watson or, or bust. I think he may retire. I'll get into that. But first, uh, Really serious situation going on around the world. I know I like to do this show to uh, get people to uh, escape everything that's going on, but I just could not help to uh, notice this. Klitschko brothers uh, situation in Lebr uh, in Ukraine. These are two brothers here out of the Ukraine, 45 of 50 years old, Vitell. Klitschko of Ukraine and um, Vladimir Klitschko of Ukraine. Let me get this going on here. Uh, these guys are both Hall of Fame level boxers. One's 50, the other one's 45 years old. And uh, the older of the brothers, Battelle, and I'm sure I'm butchering that first name, uh, he's the mayor of. He is the mayor of, of uh, the capital city, Kavit. He's the mayor. And also, Carlos, this guy went, I want to say he went the distance in 2003 with Lennox Lewis and, and was beating Lewis on points, but he had a uh, eye injury and they called the fight. And his brother, uh, Vladimir, uh, he, he is in the army there, army reserve. Both of these guys are six foot seven. They are worth 80 and 90 million dollars, not combined. Uh, the older's worth, um, Vettel's worth, he's worth 90 million dollars from what I can find. And, and, and Vladimir, uh, he, he's worth 80 million dollars. So, and these guys are staying and fighting a war that they are highly, highly outmanned. Uh, they're really going against the odds. Now, of course, you know, I've been following this really closely. It's fascinating. It's like watching World War II. Uh, they've got 40 million people there, but they don't quite have the military of, of a Russia or whatnot. And these guys are staying and fighting. Now, Carlos, you've got a family, you know. Uh I'm a single, people ask me at work, I've been talking about this since Thursday of last week, and my friends at work, I've got a lot of facilities, people at work have been asking me, I say, so would you stay if you were in that situation, knowing that this war was coming weeks ahead of time, 
You could have hightailed it to uh, Poland. Uh, the, uh, the 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 leader was offered a way out. Uh, Vaskansky or whatever it is as the prime minister, Zelensky or whatever, uh, to, to go to go to America. The Klitschko brothers had connections everywhere. I'm sure they could have got to anywhere in Europe they wanted to. Probably could have got a visa here to the United States. That kind of money, influence, and they wanted to stay. And people ask me, so what, what, Robert? Would you would you do that? And uh, the mood I'm in, uh, what I've had to deal with at work, uh, the road rage, the weather, the frustration, single guy, no kids right now, yes, <laughs> I would stay and fight. That being said, uh, if, if my situation had changed, uh, I know the odds are against me. Got a lot I want to live for. I would probably hightail out of there if my situation had changed, if I got in a good job that I liked and, and maybe got settled in with somebody. So, you know, this story of uh, of where do you stay, where do you go, you're going against the odds. You know, uh, Ukraine, he says it's a younger country, Carlos says. Yeah, it, it's, it's a fairly new country. Uh, they haven't been there hundreds of years. I want to say post-World War II. But, you know, the the fact that they're worth that kind of money, uh, it's really surprising. And, and uh, it's commending. It reminds me of, uh, and I wrote a note, Ted Williams going to World War II uh, back, back, in the, uh, back in that area. But also, looking at this uh, war, and thinking about the Klitschko brothers, uh, Miss Ukraine has volunteered to stay, and she's taken up arms. Uh, one guy, he was um, he was on the oh, what was this guy on? He was on uh, to this boxer also, uh, Lamenchiko. He's also going to stay and fight. Uh, but there's this guy from uh, Dancing with the Stars. He's trying to get out of the country. So I don't really blame either side for something like that. But going back to this initial attack. Okay, so I watched this on video. This has been verified by news agencies. I saw it on social media Thursday. Lots happened since then. But there's a lady holding a baby in her hand. And there's like a, Carlos, it looks like a fighter jet like a, a F-16, F, F, something like that, coming from Russia. And, and you could see a missile uh, through, the, there's a, like I said, this lady standing in the window, you could see a missile off the airplane in the background. And the missile hits 30 yards, probably, because uh, you can hear it hit the ground from where this person is. And that is called urban warfare. That is in a residential area. Uh, that those are, those are usually against war crimes and all that. Right. So I think about that. And then I think about world war two and I think about the, um, saving private Ryan was supposed to be very accurate from the way Normandy was and going into these cities. And also I watched hours and hours of documentary. I took this in college. I took this in high school, U S history, uh, not as much world history, but I got a good idea of what happened. And we got a lot of film on that. But I think about, guys, going back to those uh, kneels, kneel downs, okay? I go back, I think about the, the, the kneeling for the flag, okay? 
and I understand the situation with the flag about the social justice and all that. But the people, the pro-social justice side is saying, are all those people mad because we don't want social justice? No, no. There's, there's eight, that, that could be some, but a lot of people are uh, 85, 90, 92, 95 years old, uh, still got one limb, limbs blocked off. Uh, they, they are people who fought in those wars and they have seen this kind of urban warfare we're seeing in 2022 in Ukraine. They saw that in, in the 40s, okay? And, and some of their, like Drew Brees talking about his grandfather, World War II, you know? And of course, he got totally just demolished for saying that. And he's called disrespecting the flag. So, if you wonder what's really ticking people off, and I, I know this is kind of past, but I'm trying to give some of the younger viewers a civic lesson here, okay, on patriotism and, and, and freedom is not free anywhere. You understand that? It's just not free. But when you take that knee, when you take that knee, you're disrespecting the flag that people died for in these close proximities, like the lady in, in, in the video, okay? Like, you see tanks going down city blocks in these cities up in or Ukraine. Those people who get irritated when you do that, you've been a football player. When the, I just now read uh, last week that the lowest salary in the NFL now is $700,000. Carlos says, my dad, for, uh, for this country, uh, I understand the cost. I would stay and fight. Yeah. Yeah, and if it really come push to shove, I would probably do that. And I was a good fighter in high school. I was a good street fighter, you know. I was taught a well bully early on, but I, I was a pretty good fighter. I try to prevent it. But uh, it, it, the more you watch the videos, you kind of don't blame the Klitschko brothers, you know. But but as far as these kneels and all that, that's what the, the World War II crowd, uh, the, the people who understand that this is not free what we have. Blood has been shed for what we have here in America, okay? That's why those old-timers get irritated with that, you know? And, and, and my thoughts are prayers with the Klitschko brothers and, and, and these other boxers, Miss Ukraine. She's a lady. Uh, she's up there fighting in these... Uh, yeah, Bronze Star... Um, but yeah, and and uh, so that that's what that's what that's from. Okay, so I just think that um, you know it, it's good to have patriotism and, and and really be respectful of this great country that we can have stuff like this. You know, we can have a great football game. Uh, and, 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 uh, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with the people. Uh, I hope the Klitschko brothers make it out. By the way, I read today that Putin, uh, he's the sending assassins, not just to kill the prime minister, but the Klitschko brothers. They're on the list to be killed, to be assassinated. So, uh, you know, you're worth $80 million. Other brothers worth $90 million. And you have a hit on your head, 400 assassins coming to take you out, coming to take you out of this country. And they want to stay and fight, you know. 
this is very historic times. And if they make it out, if their prime minister makes it out, I mean, that's a movie in its own. People talk about inspirations for movies and stuff. And I understand the seriousness of it. But uh, I was really surprised by that story. And again, uh, if, if my situation was like it is now, I would probably fight. If my situation was better and I had a way out, I made a made a made an excuse to hide. I'm not going to say I'm this super tough guy, but it, it wouldn't be an open and shut case to stay and fight. That's what I'm saying. You know, racism and mistreatment of humans is an act of war and two different issues. Um, well, Carlos, I'll say this: the defense of that kneeling for the flag, that offense is as it, they see that these veterans see that as a disrespect to. Uh, the bloodshed from what's going on in Ukraine. It is two different issues, but they they see it that way. And as far as the police brutality, a lot of people like me, I know the real statistics and uh, unarmed shot and all that. I, I know I know it. That, and the people, and a lot of those veterans know, like me, that the statistics don't bear that out. You know, if the statistics did bear it out, if they did bear that out. Uh, there will be millions and millions of George Floyd things because everybody's got one of these. This is a cell phone for my audience. This is a smartphone. So total bogus, you know, agree to disagree. So uh, we're moving right along here. I know people get a little irritated. That to remind people that freedom is not free. And that's why we have to respect the flag because it was a lot of dead bodies to get us to where we are today. To, to you sleep on this ground, you know, find another way to protest, go to the police station. I know it's kind of a moot point now, but just, just, you know, just telling the truth here. Uh, okay. Tampa Bay has gotten going to football. Now take a different turn here. Tampa Bay is, they're kind of getting in dire straits. Okay. Uh, they've had multiple offensive linemen to retire uh, there's, I mean, we all know about Brady and Bruce Arians. I'm telling you, he came out of retirement to coach this team and he is not, he is simply, uh, he's not going to take a rebuild job. And, and, and it, that's where it's heading. That this is where this thing is heading here for, um, geez, I got way off board here. I'm trying to get down to uh, to my notes here. So they had an offensive lineman retire. They've had, uh, obviously, Brady. Uh, Gronk, they haven't heard nothing from. Uh, between this Ali Marpet, he's going to retire. Brady, supposedly going to retire. They've got $36 million in dead cap allocated towards the... Uh, allocated towards their, uh, whatchamacallit there, their salary cap. And plus, they've got two other offensive linemen that is, is going to be free agency, including their starting uh, center. Yeah, Ryan Jensen and right guard Alex Capel. So what does all this mean? What does all this mean? You know, this means that and also, there's a report, Bruce Arians said this also, 
He says, I think Deshaun Watson's a good guy. He made a comment about Deshaun Watson. So he's trying to tell you something without saying it. Uh, Bruce Arians is saying basically that if if we get Deshaun Watson, I'm going to hang around. But if we don't get Deshaun Watson in a trade, I'm going to retire. That's what I got out of Bruce Arians today. And I'm trying to figure out what, um, what was I right about Kyler Murray? I was going through my notes here. But, you know, that, that was what he was trying to get at. Without He was trying to say it without saying it. Yeah, Bruce Arians on Bucks ownership would have to give the approval to pursue bump. It would strictly be an organizational. Uh, I've known a kid a long time. I'm shocked that he's in that situation. So that's what Bruce Arians is saying. That That's what he's basically saying. Their entire offensive line, uh, it's between free agency and, and retirement, and then you got Brady's dead cap, and then possibly Gronk being some dead cap feed. Uh, I don't know if I'm Todd Bowles, because I'm telling this is how this is going to end. Arians is going to say, well, he's going to say, well, uh, I'm going to uh, coach this year. We'll try to get Cal Trash to get him worked up or not with no offensive line. And and then I'm going to retire. Or he may retire this year. I doubt he'll do that, but I think that's what he's going to do. And uh, and you would hate it for a guy like Todd Bowles because he would be he he would be uh, the one taking over, and he's just getting a bad deal there. You know, so. That that is an interesting situation. I like the fact what what Arian said. So they're going to make a run at Watson. I don't know how they got the draft capital. They've got an influx of young defensive players. Uh, they have a really good general manager down there in Tampa. He can manipulate some things. Uh, they could pull it off. And I'm sure Arians may be able to talk to Watson, but. If they don't get Watson, and I know they're not going to be able to get a guy like Russell Wilson, they'll go through this year, and they'll probably have to rebuild. And he's in his 60s. He's already retired once, being Bruce Arians. And and Bowles will probably end up taking that job over. That's my guess is what's going to happen to this Tampa Bay team. Plus, they play in Munich next year. Uh, you know what? Again, I'm, I'm a, a subscriber to push your chips in, get the Super Bowl. The Rams, they're going to hit a wall. Tampa, we knew they were going to hit a wall when they started signing all these guys. But guess what? Both teams have Super Bowl rings, okay? So, you know, years from now, if you're the ownership of these two teams, if you're a fan base of these two teams, you can look back and say in 2020 and in 2021, we have Super Bowl rings. You know, and uh, but we're going to have to pay for them. We're going to have to pay in a few bad years of rebuilding. So my thing is Tampa should start to rebuild this year if they can't pull off a big trade. I don't think they would. Uh, Now I've read today that Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo is not even going to be. Jimmy Garoppolo 
is it, it might only be throwing to the 4th of July. So he's going to be very late coming into camp. I've read that before, and I've seen facts where the guy ends up not uh, playing, uh, not practicing until later on in camp. So I, I guess my overall guesstimation is I think that uh, this Tampa team, they're going to be rebuilding. But you got your ring, you know. The Rams got their ring. I'm okay with that. Okay, so so Kyler Murray. Okay, so now now Kyler Murray basically his agent puts out this long uh, message and, and and email and all this stuff and uh, speaks for Murray and basically Murray just wants a contract extension. He's coming into fourth year. I said that last week. I said that possibly uh, the guy's been hurt every year. The talent's there with him. There is a Cliff Kingsbury. He is tied at the waist with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I'm not sure if, if I'm ownership there, if I put that much stock in Cliff Kingsbury. You know, this offense that they run usually starts off good. Rex Ryan said something about that. Kudos to Rex Ryan. But he says they usually, those teams really falter down as the season goes along being with Kyler Murray. And, you know, that's Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Now, Murray, the big knock on him coming out of college was, well, obviously he's too small, but getting the ball knocked down at the line of scrimmage, it's not been a problem with him in college and in the NFL that I've seen. Uh, Would that change if you put him more? I think he needs to be under center more. He takes too many hits. Uh, they run the ball out of the shotgun too much. That offense goes downhill. So uh, if it's me, now last week I said maybe go after Watson. That would be a one-for-one one, perhaps. Watson come back to his old team. You send Kyler Murray back to Texas. I don't think they're going to do that. You know, uh, I, I think I think I just wait and see with Murray. Why? Number one, you've got a coach that's on a hot seat. Number two, can Murray make it through the whole season? That's a $64,000 question. Because each year this guy's been in, he's coming into year four, okay? He starts off great, and he goes downhill, fatigue, whatever. That's his thing. He uh, Is it him or is it the system? So that's what management's got to figure out, okay? If he's hurt again... Then you might want to move him and not maybe or pick up that fifth year option. Go ahead and move him. A guy that's by the way, he's making five million dollars. He's not broke. Ed Chandler Jones is a free agent. I read that as well. And then you also give another year to Kingsbury. Okay. Or you could try to trade him. But the problem with trading him, the Sean Watson is a long shot. Then you've got Russell Wilson is in your division. That's not going to happen. Okay. This, this draft has just not got that lock type of quarterback. I mean, who would you trade him to? If he went after Kenny Pickett, you can't trade him to Jacksonville. Because a team, uh, I mean, what do they want with a quarterback? They've already got Trevor Lawrence. You got Detroit's pick at second. 
what are you going to get there? You know, uh, somebody else could jump you. Washington could jump you and get Kenny Pickett. He's the only one I feel like is probably going to be a starter in this league. And Adam Schefter noted that here are the quarterbacks picked in round one to sign a long-term deal before the fifth, uh, fifth NFL season the past decade. He names Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, and Ryan Tannehill. Other than Ryan Tannehill, these are all guys who won playoff games and or been to the Super Bowl. Now, Carson Wentz was on an MVP season on a team that won the Super Bowl. Love him or hate him. He was on the MVP team of a team that won the Super Bowl. Jared Goff, not the most talented guy in the world. He went to a Super Bowl. Kyler Murray has not won a playoff game yet, okay? Deshaun Watson, multiple playoff games, two-time Super uh, You got MVP and Super Bowl MVP. Josh Allen has won multiple playoff games in this list. And, of course, Tannehill, other than Tannehill, uh, Murray, uh, I just would not do that yet. I just would, you know, you got a guy uh, hinting about baseball. You got a guy who hasn't finished a season as as good as he starts, you know. So uh, I just don't see how that they can pull off anything. Yeah, $5.5 million, fourth year as a rookie year. So this is a year they should go all in and try to win. You know, if you go all in and try to win, you don't want to mess with his contract right now if you are Arizona. All I know is the owners ticked off because the, 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 the Rams finished ahead of them. And, of course, the 49ers finished ahead of them. And, and, and of course, Pro Football Focus put out uh, he would get about six years, 275 would be about his average is what that that would probably uh, come to. And that might have been spot track, but I think it was pro football focus. Either way, I just don't know if I would do that, you know. Let's see. What else are we have on here? So, you know, it, it's a sticky situation. Okay, Troy Aitman. Uh, speaking of big money, Troy Aitman is supposedly going to Monday Night Football. He's offered $17 million a year. Now, i got to get the stats here on what he made as a player. You talk about growth in the league, man. This is unbelievable. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's what I've been saying. Okay, this is from Spot Track. Troy Aitman, he earned $55.5 million on the field in 12 seasons in the NFL from 1989 to 2000s. His three contracts include an average salary of 1.8, 5.5, and 9.5 as a player from 89 to 2000. He'll soon be reporting in nearly $17.5 million a year to call the game, to call the game to go to Monday Night Football. And... The deeper answer to this is the NFL has made 
is one of the only live stream sports is where you can actually still sell advertising. Think about this. 90 plus million dollars, 90 plus million people saw the San Francisco 49ers in the Dallas Cowboys game. That's what the advertisers are seeing. That was in the divisional run. That wasn't even in, that wildcard round, excuse me. That wasn't even in the Super Bowl was 112 million. But that, yeah, that, that's a big event. We all know about the Super Bowl. But you've got these cable news places. That are viewers are six hundred or yeah seven hundred thousand people uh, for CNN. And you got a little bit over one million for Fox News. Compare that to the NFL. Okay, uh, you compare streaming services. I've been watching the heck out of Netflix here lately. I uh, watched a great movie on Amazon called Tinder Bar with with Ben Affleck. Streaming services. Okay. So the advertisers are saying only thing we can get where people watch live is this NFL thing. So the and that's why the NFL is making billions and billions and billions of dollars, uh, and, and and there are other sports too as well. Hold on for a second. So yeah, you've got other sports. Uh, that, that are bringing in good good money. I mean, of course, now the NBA is down a little bit. College football, it's it's it was up last year because there's more parity. Uh, and look at Major League Baseball. Okay, look look at the opposite here. Um, there there was a story that that they're going to possibly miss games. Uh, well, wait a minute. I think they are going to miss games. Let me make sure I get this right. Okay. MLB will cancel regular season games to start the 2022 season. Uh, Rob Manfred announces the the uh, Major League Baseball and the Players Association could not come to agreement. And you compare that to the NFL, 112 million people. Uh, the NFL is, is so far out in front. Why? Because they're flexible. They're flexible. And Major League Baseball... Major League Baseball is is uh, greed and stubbornness and unwritten rules uh, too slow to the NFL will change the rules from one season to the next. The NFL will put games in in Munich, Germany. Uh, the NFL will add games. They will uh, tra- uh, change red zone. Uh, uh, penalties. Uh, they're constantly in flux, moving and shaking. Uh, Major League Baseball, I was reading today, or a couple of weeks ago, Pickles, that they were talking about perhaps putting the designated hitter in the National League. Like that was a big story, part of this collective bargain agreement. And I thought, it just, and Carlos says it bleeds money. Yeah, it probably does. Again, no major sports show opened with the with the baseball. This thing has been going on for months now. No, everybody they, they would open up against a, 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 a Memphis, and I love Memphis. They'll open up because I love John Morant, but they'll open up with with, with Memphis game and a and a crazy play about uh, that Morant did and ESPN on Sports Center 
other than open it up and say, hey, baseball may be missed. Baseball may, and now we've got to the deadline. It's March the 1st, and they still ain't got nothing done in baseball. And, and, and then you compare a guy, a commentator, Carlos, making $17.5 million to call the games, making more than he did as a player in Troy Aikman. So uh, I don't know why these other sports do not emulate football. They don't take on the type of movement that the NFL does. I don't know why that that they want to compete directly with football. They are insane. The 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 owners, the play, and look, the players' union is supposed to have the strongest union of all the sports. Well, think about this, guys. You guys are around my age. It's watching. Of course, my dad. Uh, you know, my mom and dad will watch this show too sometimes. And in my lifetime, we've had more issues with baseball strikes than any other sports. We didn't see a World Series in 94. We did not get to see that great Montreal Expo team in 1994. In 1995, we missed half of the season. The Braves finally got their World Series that all of us wanted them to get in 1995. Never had that in football. I, I heard it was bad in 87, according to Mike Golick. He, 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 they were going to bring some replacements in 1987. But baseball, we've had that strike. In 94, you missed the World Series? And it took the whole home run thing to win it back that turned out to be a steroid era. And now you've got this stoppage here. Uh, you've had the Yankees for a long time. And just until recently, I think, it, what what do they put on a, uh, what do they call it now? It's not a, they got a luxury case. But there was the longest with the Yankees had the Yes Network. And they were just buying the league out in the late 90s and the early 2000s. It was unwatchable. At times, but I still pulled for it. It was, it was still fun, you know. They don't want they they refuse to make changes, and again, not to beat a dead horse. The month of July is wide open with real estate to have competitive, meaningful playoff reading baseball games. The baseball season should end July the 31st. You're not competing with football whatsoever. The NBA's finals, they're done. You know, Ice Cube, Ice Cube with a startup. The big three startup has got a contract with CBS for the last three years. Forget COVID, the COVID year, 21. Uh, of of a three-on-three basketball tournament with players that played years ago and marginal back. And I watch, I, I record that uh, every every Saturday and Sunday, you know. But baseball does not want, what I'm saying this, you would have a money problem. You know, you fix the game, you speed it up, you eliminate shifting, you, you make the play, the playoffs start August 1st. There's still nothing to work. There's still no football 
You st- in August, you had these god-awful preseason games that people watch about 20 minutes of, and still no basketball. You have a tennis tournament thrown in there, right? The U.S. Open. I think that's that's all that's all Labor Day. You know, I'm a big Stranger Things fan. Uh, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, she just told me that Stranger Things on on Netflix, uh, the new season's coming out on when May the 27th. Why? Because that's Memorial Day weekend. And then she said a part two is going to come out July the first. Why? Because that's Friday of the 4th of July weekend, okay? But you know what the numbers were when the last Stranger Things was out, guys? And night, and and because of this COVID stuff, thrown off scheduling, and a lot of the actors are getting in movies and everything. Uh, It was July the 4th of 2019. It broke all the records. It broke all the streaming records. Stranger Things season three. I watched the whole thing in one night. I worked about a half a day that day, got me pizza, and I just binge watched Stranger Things. And my point is, I could have been watching a a um, a uh, playoff race, a divisional race, uh, a pennant race for baseball during that time, you know. But that's stubborn. That that, that you know started a couple of weeks early. And in the regular season in July, ended July 31st, you start the playoffs in August, and somewhere around Labor Day, you have the World Series, okay? You're still not competing. And like Charles Barkley said, don't compete with the NFL. He said that about, he's talking about his sport, basketball, the NBA. Don't compete with the, the NFL is, they're, they're light years ahead of anybody else. They're paying commentators $17.5 million. The lowest player in the league now makes $700,000. That's not because it's charity. That is because they're making the money and they're separating themselves from everybody else. There's a sense of urgency. Uh, They're quick to change the rules, okay? They are America's pastime. They are by far the biggest game, and that is... The NFL, but Major League Baseball, old, decrepit, slow to move. I don't know. Maybe when that generation dies off, maybe it'll change. You know, we'll never open their books. Yeah, and I, I'm just not really. There, it's a stubborn. They have their unwritten rules with the players. I don't like that. Where you just being this guy if he celebrates just a little bit on a home run. You know, you had the steroid era. There's a lot of bad that's come from baseball over the last few years. So, anywho, trying to see if I... Okay, there is another story. I did get another story in here. I, I didn't get to add this, but I, I will talk about this, guys. Uh, going back to football. Now, Gary Brackett, uh, great linebacker, played nine years. I'm out of Tennessee. I watched this guy play. And the uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, Gary Brackett, uh, he's an American dream story. He is a great American dream story. This guy, walk on at Rutgers, used to play linebacker for the Colts, guys, uh, became the team captain. Undrafted free agent, Indianapolis Colts under Tony Dungy, ends up becoming the team captain, okay? Uh, this guy's battled through 
uh, that. He, he, he lost his, uh, his brother, uh, his mother and father, different things, you know, cancer, leukemia back in 03 when a span of 17 months. This guy's mentally tough, okay? And uh, Brackett, uh, he retired a few years ago, I want to say. I want to say he retired back in um, 2014 or whatever, a few years ago. And the COVID thing, talk about COVID, he had about 10 restaurants and got over his skis and the guy is broke. Uh, He's actually had to file bankruptcy. This was out of the athletic. And... Even though he he, he had the uh, PPE money, couldn't hold his employees up. He's about five million dollars in debt. Uh, this guy's had to pawn. He, he he auctioned off his Super Bowl ring from two thousand eight. Remember when they beat the the Bears there? Bracket one of the leading players, him Bob Sanders, those guys. You know, uh, Jim Irsay did find out about that and and made him another uh, uh, ring and gave it to him. Uh, oh, and also all this, his wife divorces him. And he says that, you know, he does speeches. He's writing a book. He is, he's putting all this out there on social media. Uh, this guy never shies away from hard work. Uh, he never shies away from his shortcomings. Uh, he don't feel sorry for stuff. It's a good article there in the, in the Athletic. And, you know, the late great rapper, and I know he had his flaws too, but DMX says, Carlos, some of us do the winning, but we all do the losing in life. And I'll say this about a guy like Gary Brackett, who he says he does not want anybody to feel sorry for him, is that, yeah, a lot of people are going to know you for that big football play you might have made 20, uh, 15, 18 years ago, but it'll be a smaller amount of people to see your comeback, but you'll affect people on a deeper level because a lot of us have went bankrupt and uh, lost money on big investments that you put your heart and soul into, work 15 hours a day and come back. Uh I'll probably get the guy's book just to support him. You're going to affect more people because most of us cannot play in the NFL, okay? It's only the top 1%. I think it's 1,650 people. But, you know, this guy's took business classes. He did everything he could, you know, and he just he, he just got in over his skis. It wasn't like he didn't have a lot of savviness. Uh, he did, uh, and his his wife was a smart lady. But usually, a lot of that stuff goes hand in hand. When you get the pretty girl, you kind of find out what a real character is once you go belly up on stuff. But I think he's going to come back. Uh, he, he says he was never suicidal or anything like that. He, he says it, uh, and, I'll say this, and I've said this to players before. Uh, people inspire to be players. If I were a coach, this is what I would say. If you put that kind of grind into a business, into a venture that you did in football, and you play the long game, you will be successful. 
if you put that kind of time and energy, this has been proven. It's been proven over time and time again. You know, and uh, the Gary Brackett story, which I should have put in the title. I didn't think I was going to have time to get to it. Uh, he's a comeback story on the rise. Now, all this happened. This happened during 2021. I mean, it initially happened during a pandemic for Brackett. And then everything kind of went south last year. He's filed bankrupt. I think it was last August. And now he's he's telling his story. Uh, I'm looking forward to the comeback story of a guy who came from nothing, uh, deaf in the family, brother, parents, 17 months. I mean, this guy's had everything but the kitchen sink thrown at him. And he's just a, uh, the clock that keeps on ticking, you know? Good little story. Yeah, check that out on the athletic. Of course, you really, really have to because I kind of told you everything, right? So if you guys like the show, share the show. Uh, I will be back on here Tuesday. I'll tell you what, this not doing Thursdays, my, my stress levels went down. I feel more vibrant. Uh, if, if it comes to an issue uh, where I can't do Tuesday anymore, I might go back to Sunday nights, do Sunday night at 7 p.m. Central. Now, tonight was fine. I got ahead of everything. Uh, I had everything I wanted to talk about tonight, and I was going to do uh, bracket next week, but uh, uh, I had enough time to get the Gary Brackett story in there. So, again, guys, be patriotic, you know. Uh, be thankful for where you come from. We've uh, we've got a crazy war out there, and uh, thoughts and prayers are with those folks. Uh, and Sundays at seven thirty. I'll be on the Mac, uh, Mac, Jack, and Jim. I look on Northeast Streaming Sports uh, YouTube channel. We can see me on there. He's a former uh, Super Bowl uh, uh, player there, champ there with uh, with the Dallas Cowboys, Jim, Jeff, Colt, Mac, and Jack. And, and, and we will uh, we'll, we'll get down with uh, this week in sports. It's usually a pretty good little 30 minutes there. Otherwise, I'll be back here on Sports Scope. Uh, next next Tuesday. Looking forward to that. So have a good night, everybody. I will see you next Tuesday here on Sportscope. Yeah, and thank you, Kathy. I'll put that on there. Make a podcast. <laughs>